Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Everyone wants to be a media darling, but how do you do it? How do you get the media to call you, to respond to you? And most importantly, when they do call, how do you show up? How do you make sure that you don't look like the proverbial deer in the headlights or you don't say your message properly or even worse, haven't figured out what to say? That happens so often. And today we're going to show you how to overcome those common problems. And yes, those are common problems. So you are not alone. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle, the author of Write Your Book in a Flash. I'm a book coach, developmental editor, and ghostwriter. And I'm delighted to welcome Joanne McCall to our show today. And she is the author of the book called Media Darlings, which is a great appropriate title for our call today. How are you, Joanne? I'm doing great, Dan. I've been looking forward to this. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. Let's get right to it because people know that publicity can help them sell a lot of books. But a lot of times when people call me about publicity, I say, tell me about your book. They say things like, well, it's about 256 pages and it was published in July. And I really spent a lot of time writing it. And I'm saying to myself, what's the book about? <laughs> you would think, you would think. What are the common mistakes that you see your clients make uh, before they come to you, the before picture of how you work with your clients, Joanne? Well, that is just such a, a great point, Dan. I run into that myself where people have so much trouble. And in fact, when someone wants to meet with me and discuss this, I deliberately don't do a ton of research because I want to see how well they do presenting to me what it is they've written about and what they want to talk about. And just that tells me so much about where they are in terms of getting out and doing media and presenting their message and, and being effective at doing that. So uh, so that's one of the main points. Um, also, it's just knowing what are your key messages? How are you unique? What's different about you? It's common to find that, let's say someone is a personal finance expert and you ask them, okay, so, you know, what's, how do we position this? What's different about that? What is it you talk about? Well, you should, uh, you should um, spend less than you make and you should save 10 to 20% of your income. I'm like, yeah, those are good ideas, but we have all heard them like a million times and we all know we should, but that's not necessarily what we do. So what is it that you offer that's different? And then they have to think about that and, and come up with it. It can sometimes be a challenge, but a great way to do it is to go to your niche mates, meaning competitors, those who write about what you write about, and then how are they positioning themselves? How are they talking about what they do? And you don't do that to copy them. It's just the opposite. You don't want to do that. So you want to figure out how is it that you're unique and how are you different? And so these are the things that people come to me and they really, they don't know. They don't, if you don't know, you don't know. And so this is an opportunity to talk about that and get real clear on it so that you can invite people to read your book or learn about your message and, and learn from what it is that you're an expert in. So those are just a couple of them, but there are many. We can go on if you like. Sure. And that's the reason why people hire a PR coach. Uh, 
to, to help them see what they don't see. It's why people work with me as a developmental editor to help them write the book that doesn't sound like every other book. Because face it, reporters are looking for what's new and what's different. That's why it's called news. Uh, it's not called old stuff, recited <laughs> stuff. That's good stuff, but we don't. We want what's new and different. So it's good reason to get an outside opinion for an hour consult or a longer term engagement if necessary. Um, but as you're thinking about, or as, as our listeners are thinking about their key points to talk about in an interview, um, how many points should uh, an author make? Because I mean, if they've written a 200 page book, they probably have 150 wonderful new ideas and they can't wait to talk about all of them, but reporters don't wanna hear 150 ideas. How do you figure out how many points you need and what should those points be? I think the first thing to look at is, you know, who's doing the interview? Is it print or is it broadcast? Is it a podcast? And then how long is the interview going to be? If you're doing, say, a four-minute on-camera interview, it's very different than a 60-minute podcast. So if you're doing a four-minute on-camera interview, you can maybe get three points across if you're lucky. But three, I would go for it. If you're doing a 60-minute podcast, you can you can, you can talk about a lot more. You can cover a lot more that's in your book. Plus, you can give stories that illustrate each of your key messages. You can develop sound bites. Of course, you should do that with shorter interviews too. Um, so these are some things that you can do to be much more effective when you're doing interviews. Um, if you're doing a print interview, getting an idea of you know what is this article about, who are we going after, how long do you want to talk and then just keeping those things in mind and making sure that the messages you give speak to those people. So you need to know the audience, how long the interview is, and then deliver your information appropriately. I think those are really good ideas, especially the different mediums, the different formats, the different times call for different kinds of information, and also the different audiences. I remember when I was doing day-to-day -day PR and we would go to a, a trade show and the information that a, a a reporter from Business Week would want would be a whole lot different than uh, PC Magazine. PC Magazine yes. wants the technical information. Business Week would want the financial information. And we had to prep the executives on each to make sure that they gave the right information. Otherwise, the reporter saying, like, well, I can't use this financial information in a tech publication. My readers don't need it. So you got to stay on message. What How can you control the interview? Because sometimes interviewers go off on a tangent. Sometimes that's good because it explores new options and new ideas, but it may not bring up the three key points that you want to make. How can you bring them back to your agenda? It's, a, it's such a great question. One thing you don't want to do is be like a politician where someone asks you a question and you just ignore the question and give a totally <laughs> different answer that you want to talk about. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. Uh, so there are a couple of things to keep in mind. One is it speaks to something called bridging back. So first of all, you have to really know what your key messages are and have them totally burned into your brain. You must know what they are fully so that when you're taken down some strange road, which can happen, you're asked a question that is completely irrelevant to what you're there to talk about. But there you are on the spot and you need to begin to answer that question. And then you want to bridge back to one of your key messages. So internally, you'll be saying to yourself, why are they asking me this? This has nothing to do with why I'm here. You're starting to answer the question. And then in your mind, you're thinking about, okay, I could bring this, bring this back to this particular point. And one way you might do that is to say something like, 
That's a that's a great question. And I can't really speak to that. But what I can tell you is this. That's one way to do it. Very, it, it saves your credibility. What you don't want to do is you don't want to try to answer something that you don't know the answer to, because it just does not come across well. It's going to have you saying things that may be inaccurate, and they're going to follow up, and you're going to be in a real bind. So make sure that you stick to what you know about and find elegant ways to really bring it back. And that's what bridging back is all about. It's doing that. Sometimes you get a confrontational host. That's a little bit different, but it can also be a, a big surprise to some someone doing an interview. Definitely. Let's talk about how to promote your books effectively in, in, uh, in the media today. Um, what strategies have you found that work? Because the media is changing constantly and we want to get our books out there and uh, get publicity for them. What works for you and your clients? I've found, Dan, that one of the best, most helpful things that I teach my clients or help them with is to understand what the media landscape looks at. And there's really three buckets to consider. There's four if you if you look at advertising, which is definitely a player. But the top three would be you media. So that's everything that you generate yourself. It's your YouTube channel. It's your podcast. It's your blog. It's anything that you do. You get to say if it's viewed if it's uploaded or if you hate it it's deleted and never sees the light of day so it's you media the second bucket is earned media and this is when you're targeting other media that covers what you talk about and you have some hoops to jump through you have to show that you're credible you have to show that you have great information you're unique in some way and you sell it as such and they enough so that they say yes we want to interview you and then the third bucket is rented or borrowed media, which is really an amplification. It's social media. It amplifies the other two. So whether you do your own video or podcast or you're doing earned media, someone else's podcast or video, you amplify it through your social channels. So I have found the first thing that's really helpful to clients is to understand that there are, it's like three legs to a stool. They're all important. They all interrelate. And and you need to use all of them. The biggest mistake, well, is that true? Is it the biggest? I don't know. It's a big mistake, <laughs> is when uh, people get stuck on one. Like there's a certain, like they only want earned media. They don't want to do the other stuff. They hate social media. They want to do anything with that. They're not going to do their own videos. They don't want to do that, uh, but they'll do the earned media. And, you know, that's fine. You can do that, but you aren't optimizing the potential that is there because your networks, the very people you're connected to are, can, can be a great source of others learning about you, buying your book, but you need to be out there saying what it is, what it's about, showing people and using all three of those uh, opportunities, all three of those ways is, is really what you want to do. You can do it small. I mean, it doesn't have to be huge. You can grow into something a lot bigger, but you do want to be doing all of them. So I would say that's the first thing to really keep in mind. Okay. Yeah. Let's focus a little bit more on social media because that could be the easiest because the others have to jump through hoops. This is where you're creating your own content. How, what kind of content is acceptable today and what kind of content is not acceptable? Like buy my book is, would be clearly not acceptable. What are some subtle ways that we can promote our books on social media without looking obnoxious? I just love your questions, Dan. You're such a great interviewer. I love it that you do this. Um, well, first of all, 
each platform has their own kind of etiquette rules. So if you're posting something on Instagram, that's going to be different than what you might post on Facebook, even though they're owned by the same company. Uh, and that's going to be different from TikTok. And that's going to be different from Twitter. And that's going to be different from LinkedIn. So they're all a little bit different. So you want to pay attention, get on the platforms, play around, see what's going on. We've all seen that obnoxious person who says, just buy my book. Here it is. Buy my book. They turn into some, they turn into a, a carnival barker. They've always really were a nice person and shared information. And suddenly they turn into this other thing because they, ha they have a book available. Well, we don't want to do that. So uh, some of the ways that I have found really effective, let's say you get a fabulous earned media interview that you just love and you think, oh, you know, I really nailed it with this one. This is good. I want to share it and I want to share it everywhere, but I'm a little, and I don't know how to do this. What I have found to be an effective technique is to go on and say something like, you know, Anita, whoever it is, so-and-so interviewed me and I just loved her intelligent questions, or I just loved the questions she asked about this. And it's it's in this interview, and I, I hope you enjoy it as well, or something like that. So you have actually complimented the person who's interviewing you. And at the same time, you're posting it. You're saying, hey, it's me. Look, 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 without saying, it's me. Look, 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 look. You're complimenting someone else. That's one. I mean, there are many. So pay attention to what other people are doing. Look at Look at authors who are really successful selling their books. What are they doing? Are they doing? You can pick up really great ideas and great tips. Also, you know, listen to your own inner, I don't know, your inner intuition. How can I share this in a way that would be, how would I want someone to share this with me? And you yeah. might come up with some great ideas uh, along those lines. But it's just, it's being receptive, paying attention, and then experimenting. Sometimes you might blow it. It's not the end of the world. You might say something and then go, I didn't really love that. It's not the end of the world. Just move on and try something else. So those are a couple of ideas that I have found to be particularly helpful. Great. I, I love the try something, see if it works, and then try something else. Yes. <laughs> if it works, do it again. Do it yes. again. Yes. Who is your perfect client and how can they get in touch with you? Oh, gosh. I love working with authors, speakers, consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, influencers, all of those kinds of people. And if that applies to you, I'd love to hear from you. My website is my name, joannemccall.com. And then my email is joanne at joannemccall.com. And please feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear what you're up to. Great. And the name of your book with the subtitle is? Media Darling, shine through every interview. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks everyone for listening. We have more than 150 other videos on this YouTube channel and podcast network. Check them out. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.